Here well, we, howdy ho! Here we are. We are back. Um, hopefully, you out there in Facebook land have us, but we are back in the Snarf Talk studio. We are back in the Snarf Talk studio after a couple week break. The holiday season is Christmas time, basically over. Here. Yeah, I mean Christmas is over, but we still got New Year's coming up. New Year's is schmoo years. Yeah, I mean it's like it's nothing. Oh that, wow, that popped right up. It's nothing that I really look for do you, do you look like i've never been a new year's person i've never been a big fan of new year's um it's just it's, it's fine it's not that i'm not a big fan it's a of party it. with a hangover yeah it really is <laughs> it's um man it's a time that you you do you you have a party that is no different than any other party and the next day you regret, regret like everything you've done the night before uh vic says he can't hear us is that a you problem or is that an us problem because i believe everything should um, be working yeah i feel like we should be pretty good i don't know i can pull it up on the old phone and see if i can hear us. dirk can you hear us i'll just pull it up right here i don't know i can, pull- can definitely hear it. yeah we can hear it on our computer yeah. come on come on vic Come on, Vic. Learn how to use a compute computadora. I just heard it on mine. Yeah, we seem good. Um, but yeah, uh, New Year's. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's fine. This, the last several years, we've been doing like it's too too hard to find a babysitter, right? It's, so we'll just go somewhere with the kids, and that kind of changes the dynamic of New Year's. Yeah, it does a lot. Sometimes it's better because you don't get as. Uh, Soused. soused. That's what I was going to say. A little soused up. Yeah. Yeah. So, got to stay away from that. Last soused. year, I believe we went. Where did we go last year? Kilmer's. No. No. Last year, we did. Wasn't didn't, it? Or no, that was Dan's uh, birthday. Last That's year, we went. We didn't do anything with a group of people. We went. We brought the kids somewhere. We went somewhere. Okay. And we came back. And on the way back, we just stopped at Jewel and got like a bunch of frozen appetizers and sparkling grape juice and stuff. And we got home at like nine o'clock. Okay. And in, or 8 o'clock, whatever it was, maybe earlier. We made all these appetizers. We set them out. We ate them. And it, about 10 o'clock comes around, and me and Marty are like, oh, I'm done. really tired. Yeah, I'm done with this. So we've looked on YouTube and found like a fake new uh, ball drop. And showed the kids? Yeah, showed it to the kids, and everybody <laughs> went to bed, and it was wonderful. We were. That is amazing. Yeah. That's really good. My, my kids don't care about the ball drop or. Like when the actual new year happens, they they never have. We've explained it to them. Like we've like, yeah, you know, the year's over. Gonna the ball's going to drop. It's going to be after midnight. Not a single one of them has ever cared or wanted to stay up to see it. So we, I don't know what we did last year either. I don't, I know we were at home. Um, I don't think we did much. The last couple of years I've been to bed before new year's. Yeah, at least the last two years, I know for sure. Well, anyway, um, yeah, should be fun this year. Um, Christmas was. This um, is the last episode of Snarf Talk in 2021, and the and it is uh, last before our 150th. Yes, and it is the last before the 150th. So the 150th will be recorded next week, yeah. and um, that'll be, be the, the first, the first of the new year, the first of a new season too. Yes, new season. Well. New season of Snarf. No, none of this is right. We're recording this in the in 2021, but it technically won't be released until Monday, the 3rd. Okay, we'll just release it tomorrow. Yeah, I think I will. 
that's a good idea. <laughs> I think I'll do that. Um, but anyway, did you have a fun Christmas? I mean, yeah. uh, we we kind of had a, a little bit of a break just because of all the holidays. So we planned on doing our 150th right before Christmas. We did. It, so, it should have been. Oh, well, we're going to do it right after New Year's. Yeah. I mean, what, we run this. It'll be cool. But we're going to change up some of our plans. We, yeah, for that. So we'll come up with new ideas. We'll come up with them tonight, maybe. We're still gonna have a cake. I tried to get a cake. They're out, they, they're like it's a month out for a cake order. What? Yeah, we're gonna get a. Then cake. Then we'll get a cake from Walmart. Don't I worry. Don't care about what it is. So what did you do for Christmas? What was your Christmas? Oh festivities? man, we did. There's so many things. So my sister flew in from Wyoming. She stayed with us for like two weeks. They were in and out of the house. Uh, they went to Indiana and came back like to see uh, my brother in law's family. Um, but we had a house full of like nine people for a solid, like eight days. Um, and that was a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot to do. But we, so the kids were loving it. We're busy all the time doing stuff. We had my Christmas. Um, when was that on a Saturday, right? When was actual Christmas? Saturday. Okay. No, we had it on Friday. So Christmas Eve, my family came over to my house. Um, we had Christmas there. So, my brother, my brother's family brought 10, 11 on his own. We had nine already in the house. And then my aunt and uncle came, my cousin and his family. We had like 26 people in my house on Christmas Eve. And I cooked a prime rib and a ham. And I was so worked up. Why? Oh, man. I just wanted to make sure the prime rib was good. I mean, it's I, hard to mess up prime rib. It is. You're right. It's a fatty meat. But I wanted it to be like the best thing you've ever eaten in your life. Yeah. And I was so worked up over it was all it? day long. Was it? It was. Oh. Everybody's well, everybody said it. Like and it was the most joyous occasion once it was done and I like cut into it. So I, I start slicing it in front of everyone. Everyone's there, ready to eat. The ham's done. Judging like, you, watching you. Yes. As I'm slicing prime rib, you know. Cutting it, cutting it, and because this is it's your coming out beautifully. I'm a man moment, right? I'm the man of the it house. Is. It's like I'm hosting this. Correct. You're in my house. I'm hosting it. I told everybody about this prime rib. Beef is not cheap nowadays. No, and but it's still what's for dinner that night. <laughs> it was, and um, so I'm slicing all this meat, putting it on plates and like on a tray and whatnot, and. There are my sister doesn't really like beef that much. She hates steak. She won't eat steak. Um, and my sister in law, uh, my brother's wife, same thing. Like, really doesn't eat steak that much. Doesn't really care for it. And all of them were like, "That's that was like the best meat I've ever had. It was so good." And they all came back. It was all gone. Um, wonderful. Made nice. me, it made me so happy. <laughs> it did. I was so relieved. Like when it came out, I looked at Amy and I was like. <sighs> It's like, all right, now I can have fun. Hosting holidays is so stressful. It was. It felt like that this year, but it ended up being really, really good. Um, then we went to uh, Amy's family. Dirk says your sister and him can't be friends. I, that's the way I feel, Dirk. <laughs> I've always judged her for that. Like, my sister's name's Katie. I was like, Katie, come on. I've made steak so many times for her, and she's always been like, mm, it's too chewy too chewy it's it's chewy it's not chewy at all like i've always felt like it's been pretty good nope she won't eat it doesn't like it 
It doesn't matter what it is. That's why I was very surprised. And it was very high praise of a person that has poor judgment. Is that high praise? I don't. Because they don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah, I know. Now that I say that, you're right. (laughs) It was at the time. Okay. At the time, I felt like it was high praise and I enjoyed it. Um, Then we went to Amy's uh, brother's house the next day. Or no, we went on Sunday, the day after Christmas is when we went to Amy's parents' house, or brother's house, had Christmas there, whole family over. Again, wonderful. David redid his basement. It's great to hang out in. Um, Had a really good time. Like, all in all. Nice. Perfect holiday. Nice. Yeah, we did the whole um, same, I mean, similar. We didn't host anything at our house this year. We went to Marley's cousin's, or Alex's house on New Year's Oh, you did? Uh, for Christmas on New Year's Eve, and then um, you didn't have Christmas on New Year's Eve because that's or, tomorrow or uh, Christmas Eve. Okay, and then uh, Christmas at my mom's, and then the day after at my mom's with yeah. my whole all my siblings were in town. No, it was a great time. Was there anything? Did you get anything cool? Like, do you do adult presents? Not really. We don't. Th- this year we did um, uh, a white elephant. Like all the adults in the family did like a twenty five dollar white elephant gift. Oh, okay. Um. So that was pretty cool. That yeah. was pretty fun. I think we should start that in my family, but we we really don't. Everybody got like really good gifts. Nobody even traded because everybody's like, eh, I'm happy with what I got. Yeah, that's good. Um, so that was really cool. My mom did a really cool thing where she took like a ton of family heirlooms mm-hmm. that she's kind of wanting to unload anyway, and she wrapped them up, and we did like a whole family white elephant with the kids and everything, but they were like 200-year-old. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, family heirlooms like tin tins or kitchen utensils. Yeah, really old military stuff. rations. So that was really cool. I got a, a set of uh, butcher's knives that are hundreds Ooh. of years old. Really carving that like carving knives. Yeah, uh, probably not hundreds of years old, but they're a hundred years old. You know, that's my, that was my one complaint about Christmas is I don't have a really good carving knife. Yeah. I want one. I bought a really good one uh, last year or two years ago on Black Friday. And I haven't even taken it out of the case. What? I forgot about it. Why? I like I stowed it in the back of a cabinet and I forgot it was there. It was like an old Japanese one with a case and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, no, it was cool. My, I got some stuff. Uh, we do do gifts generally. Yeah. Um, me and Marley. Um, oh, yeah. A- Amy and I do. And I got. Uh, Amy's been wanting an Apple Watch for a long time, so I got Amy an Apple Watch. Had a big scare. Thought we lost it um, for a day, basically. How do you lose it? I don't know. She had it on, when was it? Uh, Tuesday night. She had it on her wrist on the couch. Everybody was in the living room. We were all talking, whatnot. Wednesday morning, we all get up. She's like, where's my Apple Watch? She's looking at it. She thought she put it on the charger wasn't on the charger and then we go to the whole find my phone app thing and it had it out in the yard like on the other side of my lp tank over by a tree yeah those aren't accurate though so we're walking around i was like how could it possibly be over here this can't be right but we were looking because it was like this is the only thing we have to go off of we were playing the sound constantly trying to hear it it wasn't playing the sound um, so you couldn't hear anything. So we looked the entire day of Wednesday, uh, of Tuesday. And then on Wednesday morning, woke up still looking for it. And, um, 
it ended up being under a chair. Nobody, the rocking chair in our living room was literally <laughs> underneath there. How it got there, I have no idea. I was worried that our dog grabbed it and carried it outside. And that's why it was oh, yeah, showing yeah. its location outside. But Wednesday morning, I went and looked on the Find My Phone app again, and it was showing it in the house. Like, I was standing above it in the middle of the living room. I was like, it has to be in the house. Right. And Amy thought the same thing. She's like, I didn't go anywhere. I, there's no way it could have been outside. We found it. But there was a real <laughs> short time there where she had it for like three days, and we already thought it was gone yeah. and lost. And I was looking up my insurance plan and, like, figuring out what the replacement was going to be. Yeah. Um, but that was fine. But she loves it. I Apple got, Watch. I got some stuff for the podcast. So that's pretty You exciting. did? Yeah. Uh, Marley got me this poster, which is... It's a, a hundred movies poster, but they're scratch off. And they're a hundred movie classics, so like classic oh, movies. And, and you got to watch them to scratch them off and then watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and it actually has the name of the movies, so you're supposed to scratch it off when you've watched it. Okay. So she thought it'd be cool to do on the podcast. So what to she's going to do is black out the names of the movies. So we're going to scratch them off so we don't know what's behind it. It's going to have a movie, like, for an example, like it has Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And then we'll talk about Pulp Fiction. Genius. And if we haven't, That is a genius And if idea. we haven't seen the movie, then we have to go watch the movie and come back the next week and talk about it. Yeah. I, that's amazing. Yeah. That is a phenomenal idea. Yeah. And then my mother-in-law got me, uh, like, a 10 different hot sauces. Ooh. So we can review those. Love a good hot sauce. So, like a uh, how hot? I, I think varying degrees. Oh. All the way from mild to ghost pepper. To Carolina right. Reaper. I said ghost pepper. Yeah, ghost pepper. Not ghost pepper. Oh, like all one word. I don't know why. Ghost pepper. Like Could you say um, ghost pepper? What about your kids? They get anything cool? Like, what was their number one favorite gift? Wait, hang on. So, uh, Nolan said probe thermometer, Jerry. One of the best. Uh, investments i've ever made yes so i had one in the whole time like i put a thermometer in the whole time i had it um it's wired it's not a wireless type but it is wired so i saw the 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 degrees the entire time i just got so worried on my time frame like you can look it up as much as you want on how long it takes per pound of meat to cook right but it's I always find it off. It's always off. Yeah. It's Every off. Usually single Usually it takes time. a lot longer than It's what? usually always longer. So I wanted to make sure it was going to be done at the right time, and that's what I was most worried about. I wasn't really worried about – I knew the temperature was going to be right. I just didn't know when that was going to happen. Right. So I started it earlier. It took about two hours and 20 minutes uh, total because it was eight pounds. So it took about two hours and 20 minutes. The, the size of a human head. Yeah, exactly. Jerry Maguire told yeah. us this. Yep. Um, or the kid on Jerry kid, Maguire yeah. that everyone has said I looked like. Yeah. Yeah. And so two hours and 20 minutes, it was done. 126 degrees. Called her good. Pulled it out, let it rest for another like 20 minutes, and it was perfect timing. Everything worked out like literally to plan. And that's why... I was like, as soon as it worked out to plan, everything just like melted away. And then just like, retire. Never I, again. I just sat there like Titanic, you know, with my arms out, the breeze dweedle blowing dweedle in my. Dweedle 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 okay, sorry yeah, about that. It was, it was wonderful. 
Um, um, so the boys, no, nothing like super spectacular. Uh, they all got drones, relatively good drones. Um, they're all the same because I got a, like a three pack for all three of the boys and you can program them to where they fly. They'll hover on their own and then you can control them. Like you don't have to, right. You know, but it's a real drone. They're, they're pretty good size. They're probably six inches across, you know, six inches wide, something like that. And they're really fun. But as soon as I took it outside, I gave Graham his. He can't control it yet like right. at all. But I gave it to him outside, and I thought we would keep it around in the area at least. Nope. Flew it directly in the field south of us, and it got out of range um, and dumped in the field. And then we, me and my brother-in-law spent about 30 minutes walking around in the field looking for it. Did you find it? Yeah, we got it back. Oh. So it was fine. I mean, it... I watched it dump itself into the field when it got out of range, but still it was, you know, 500 feet away from me. So the depth perception isn't very good. So it took a little bit, but those are pretty cool. Grady got, um, the newest switch because in, during the summertime he decided to wash his switch underwater. Yeah, it was dirty. Yep. It got really sticky. He said, (laughs) so he put it under the faucet, washed it, ruined it. And we gave him the option, like, mom and dad will buy you one at Christmas, or you can buy one now with your own money. And he said, oh, no, I'll wait till Christmas. <laughs> and he did. He waited the whole summer. Yeah. Like, he didn't have a switch. I'm surprised you were able to get a hold of one. Um, we didn't, actually. Amy, um, one of the surgeons at the hospital got a hold of a few of them, and Amy snaggled one from them. What's going on here? It was a pretty cool thing like i'm glad that that happened yeah you know but he he was able to get one of the newest switches it's white um which i thought was neat like it's got like the controllers are white hmm. and it's bigger yeah i know they're a little bigger yeah they're that's basically the only difference they're a little bigger with a little longer battery life yeah it is it's i wouldn't say a little but it's not a lot but it is like you can tell. Well, it depends if you had the, the original one. switch or like the Switch Gen Two, because this one's like the Switch Gen Three, and the second one is way better than the first one. Like the two thousand okay. to twenty nineteen version is better than there's like a twenty eighteen version. You know, there's multiple yeah. versions. I Grant would have the twenty nineteen version. Yeah. He, oh yeah, for sure. And then uh, Grady now has the newest one, but um, it's nice. He was super psyched about that. I got Grant a twelve foot by six foot. Uh, soccer net so we're going to set that up in the yard we're going to have a soccer goal every time you walk or drive by my house you're going to see a giant soccer goal in my yard there you go um he was pretty pumped about that but the problem was it came in like a blank cardboard box so there's this huge cardboard box on christmas morning you know you know it was relatively narrow but it was really tall because it's a 12 foot net and he's like oh like, holy cow, that's mine. Like, this is mine. And he unwraps it, has no freaking clue what it is. <laughs> and I was like, it's a it's a soccer goal. Santa brought us a soccer goal. Yeah. How are your kids with Santa? Oh, no. No, I, I mean, I don't know what you mean, but. I don't know either. They talk, uh, they will. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is great. <laughs> He's a great guy, right? Yeah. He is great. Yep. He brought a soccer goal yeah. for Grant, and but it didn't have any markings on it, so we didn't know what it was. Know what it was? There, it was stamped on the side, but Grant didn't realize like the stamping on the side told you the dimensions and like what it was. Right. He just saw this blank box and was like, "Great, blank box." Yeah. 
No, we we had a lot of stuff like that too. Um, Cash was really excited. We gave him a, a BB gun. Yeah. So he has been loving that, and he's getting really good at it. Um, David says, "Giant soccer goal in your yard, and a more giant patch of long grass because you will be too lazy to mow it when <laughs> mow it." When the soccer goal is No, there. no, no. I won't, actually. I have a trampoline in my backyard right now, and I move it every single time I mow. Yeah. Every time I mow, I move the... That's pretty impressive. ...the trampoline to a new area. We just uh, tore out all the sod and put mulch under our trampoline. Oh. And we just spray Roundup. That's a good idea. And I bought some 4 by 4s and made, like, a border. Yeah, four, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, that's what you need to do. It is what I need to but do. But the here. grass didn't really grow there anyway because it was all shaded out. My yard's very shady. Yeah. The south side of your house is so shaded. Yeah. Not, there's very little grass over there anyway. That's right. Um, and, you know, Sky was super. She got a pottery wheel. She was really into. Really? You're going to get clay? You got clay? Yeah. She already made something. Really? What'd she make? I don't know. Like a little what, a pot. Smoke box? Yeah. Like an ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> an ashtray. Yeah. Um, grinder jet got a lot of paw patrol stuff he's really into paw patrol right now oh okay did you go see the movie uh no but we watched it at home it's not bad so you saw it yeah yeah, yeah. oh it's not bad no i like paw patrol i've uh, always oh, thought we got a gift we did get a gift from our number one fan uh erica fry yeah and it's is uh the official beer of snarf snarf talk but we haven't had any for like a year no every year we get the same drop off very appreciative thank you she makes her rounds drives around drops off beer and then we also give her a gift yeah and it was wonderful thank you erica speaking of gifts now i know christmas is past but i might have a gift for you oh no chris you can't do this i don't think of this stuff that's all right it's not all right now i have to buy a gift no you don't you don't but uh, this is two packages. Only open the top one for now. Okay. First. This is the bottom. Let me put the bottom. It's kind of a, there's a gift for you, but it's kind of a combination gift. For both of us? Yeah. It's okay. kind of a snarf talk gift. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. The suspense is killing me. Are you joking me <laughs> right now? Oh, my gosh. I don't know how to explain this or what to do with it <laughs> i don't know how to explain this to you guys but i'm gonna show you right now um this is something i've never gotten in my life look at that look at it it's a it portrait. is like majestic <laughs> riding a mustang colonial man yeah. what general colonial general I, I, Holy I when I cow. talked to the artist, I was deciding whether or not they to airbrush the glasses in or out, but I decided to leave them. Yeah, they, they weren't period appropriate. Well, no, but who, what? Who cares <laughs> at this point? What is the picture? Where did you get my picture like that? You sent it to me. Remember when I was making you send me pictures? Yeah, the headshot pictures. Yeah, yeah. you son of a bitch! I snuck them. <laughs> I lied and deceived. You did. That is hilarious. This is great. That's amazing. So a man actually painted this? Well, I digitally. Yeah. But No, they have like 
the portraits you can choose from, and they and just then they put get the face, face on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're just basically photoshopping it. You know what I mean? I don't care. No, I don't care what cool. they did. The that unbelievable. This is great. So the other one is you. I mean, I could not join. I couldn't you, not. You have to join be. in the fun. Yeah. So go ahead and open it. Okay, let's get that one open. So this one's got to be Chris. Let's see what Chris is writing. Is it the same thing? No. You, have you, you've seen it? Oh yeah. Of oh. I didn't know if Marley hid it from you or what. No, no. no. Oh. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so good. Unbelievable. What a regal gentleman. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him there. This is like a West Point photo. I have no idea what we're going to do with these, but they're going to have to hang in the studio. <laughs> yeah, they obviously. They've got to go behind up us. See, we're going to move our studio over there. Yeah, we're going to the other I side. I think we can make a little more of a shrine to ourselves because <laughs> that's what we, we need to have do. really big egos. So that's exactly what we need to do. Wow. Yeah. I like that that's a lot. That's what happened. <laughs> Uh, if you want something that cool, and there's a whole myriad of things to choose from, um, you just choose the picture you want. They have ones for pets. They have ones for women. They have ones for men. They have ones for groups. They have ones for couples. Um, it's turnmeroyal.com. Turnmeroyal.com. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. that's, that's where I got them. That Well, they do a hell of a job yeah, at putting your face. I'll tell you what. I ordered them the uh, two weeks Maybe two to three, three weeks before Christmas, and I, I didn't think I'd have them because they told me I wouldn't have it. Because um, it takes about a week to get the print back. Sure. And then you can make revisions or not. Uh, I chose not to. And then they said it'd be like a, a week to 10 days to get it. Showed up on Christmas Eve. No kidding. Yeah. Wow, that was perfect. So I wasn't going to have it by the time we were going to record our Christmas one anyway. Right. So it actually, this kind of worked out. It worked out really well. Um, Thank you. Yeah. That was a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> such a good idea. Who thought of it, Marley or you? No, that was all me. I was saw it really? Them. They popped up on like Black Friday. They were having a sale, and I thought, oh my god, I should totally get this for Jerry for Christmas. I told you in the text message, I was like, this sounds fishy. Yeah, I told him that. Why I was do having, I need uh, us made into cartoons? Yeah. And I even went on to Fiverr and found somebody that makes you into a cartoon. I'm like, for you know, for marketing, advertising. I'm yep. like, if we had cartoon versions of ourselves, which is still a good idea. By it the way. is still a good idea, and I thought it was a good idea at the time. But he asked me to give him headshots and like of different positions of my head, like good quality. <laughs> he he ran through the gamut of what I needed to do to get this headshot, and I was like, seems fishy. Yeah, I'm like, why why are you asking me for this? I don't like. Is this fake? What's going on? And he's like, no, I honestly just need this. I was like, okay. So I went in the bathroom, set up a tripod with the camera, and got it all done. And this is what he does. Yep. Turn Sneaks. me, turn me royal.com. Sneaks behind my back to give me a gift. Yeah. I, it, they have, I appreciate And you can get bigger ones. It's just more money. But oh, that's, I, don't, I don't, you don't need anything bigger than that. I kind of wish I would have got a little bit smaller. They have three sizes. So they got eight by 10. I think those are wonderful. Those are the middle size. But no, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I think it's a great I think it's a great size. So uh, we can either hang them up here or you can hang them in your office at home. I don't really care. Or you can hang yours in your office at home anyway. Well, we'll figure it out when we. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff to hang, though, Jerry. 
We do. Remember we have that original Swamp Thing uh, movie poster? Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff. The Star Wars stuff. Yeah, we do. Star um, Talk thing. Well, I mean, we got that whole wall. Star Wars puzzle. Yeah, the puzzle, but then, I mean, we got that whole wall. We can hang stuff yeah. on. We got a couple of walls. So anyway, yeah, that's Christmas. I hope everybody had a Christmas uh, miracle happen to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we were going to record a Christmas album. We did record three of the songs. We have not released it yet. No, I Maybe gotta, we'll just re- we'll release the three songs on Patreon. Three? You don't want to do two more at some point? You know what? What's the difference now? I mean, it doesn't have to be at a certain time. We can release it whenever we'll we want. We'll just release the three we did. Okay. They were good. Yeah, okay. I, I know. So we're going to put um, one of them at the end of this episode as a teaser. Boy, you're making a lot of work for me. All you have to do is take the file off. There's so many files. You, you'll be fine. Well, I'll get it. Um, we're going to put one at the end of this episode, the podcast. You won't be able to get it on Facebook. If you download the podcast. Right. You got to download the podcast uh, and you'll get the uh, song at the end of the episode. Yeah. You'll get a teaser song at the end of the episode. And then the other two will be, cons- that we'll release all three on Patreon and that's going to be our 2021 Christmas album. Yeah. I like it. Uh, absolutely. I think that's a wonderful idea danny said only three because jerry couldn't sing no more no he lost his voice completely you're exactly right i came to work and had to well dan you were there came to work had a new employee starting that monday and i was like we did this on a saturday night sunday had no voice and i was like maybe it'll get better before tomorrow i hope it does because i have a new employee coming i have a lot of things to explain to them and uh monday morning came I was getting a lot better Sunday night. And then Monday morning, I woke up, couldn't speak, like basically at all. Got to work. I sounded like a complete idiot. I'm like, I'm your boss. Here's what you got to do. Like, I just couldn't even talk. It was the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened to me. So thanks for that. This is 100% Chris's fault. Um, he kept driving the show. He kept driving it like, we got to do another. We got to do another. I think that's what happened. Let's do a metal version of a song. Yeah. There might be a metal version of a song on there. Where, yeah, where we scream, one I, scream a lot. I have not listened to yet. I have not either. I haven't listened to any of them. I've listened to Since we, one of them. Pretty good, huh? One of them's not bad. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were really the good. The one that we'll, we'll release on the end of the episode on the podcast episode yeah is pretty decent yeah did we had more than three didn't we do four i thought we did four songs yeah i thought we did four songs because we were going to do five total i thought we did four that night and we're going to do one more i think that's right well we'll we'll have four this year yeah it's uh and the the other ones you can get on patreon.com slash snarf talk where you can subscribe for five dollars a month level um, you can get that content, and you can get all the content that we've ever posted on Patreon. You can yeah. listen to it all in one month, and then you can cancel. Yeah, you can absolutely cancel after the one month and get. I mean, I all of our content. If I was you, but you're going to get more content. I guess we barely ever release anything. <laughs> well, we have. We have uh, also coming on um, on uh, Patreon in the next week, probably assuming that Jerry has time. Um, we recorded an episode of Alex Talk. We did. Yeah. Was it Alex talk? Um, I think we called it something like that. Yeah. yeah. Alex. Talk. So that'll be on there as well. That was an hour and a half. It was a long show. Yeah. It's, it's, a, long it's show. a long show that you guys will get um, for five bucks and uncensored and probably ridiculous. raw, raw. 
<laughs> raw. Uncensored and raw. All right. What we're going to do today, I got uh, two spring stretchers. We got a bunch of what we're watching. We're mostly going to just do some what we're watching. Before that, though, we're and, oh, and we're going to talk about C2E2. We went to C2E2. We, we did. We got a lot to talk about on that. We're going to talk about that. Um, I have some ads to do for people at C2E2, but I don't have any of the content prepared. So oh, we'll, we'll just Christopher. Pepper, we'll pepper them in. I just told them I'd give them an ad. You just gonna pepper it? We're pepper it. We're gonna pepper. So pepper, salt pepper. and pepper. A pepper. Salt and pepper is here. Yeah, salt and pepper's here. What is that accent you're doing? <laughs> That's how they say it. So salt and pepper's here. Okay. So um, it's an ethnic ethnic blend. But before that, hit that button. Snarf announcements. We have some snarf announcements. We have some snarf announcements. Just one, really. Uh, well, two. Of course, we already talked about the Christmas songs coming we up did. on Patreon. Um, but next week, hopefully, um, our 150th episode. We're still planning on having a good time with that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, if dude's not in Texas, he'll be on there. Oh, yeah. He should be home, right? No, he hasn't even left yet. But oh, he, he, yeah, he, he left. No, he's in uh, Kentucky. And then he's okay. going to Texas for work. So if dude's around, he'll be on that. And then we'll have hopefully a fourth. Um, we haven't released who that will be yet. No. But it's going to be where we might see if we can get uh, Mr. Seedentop to I, do a, a, I some hope. bartending. I hope he can. We talked about some bartending. Yeah, I think it would be wonderful. Him in the background, bartending. We'll see. Um, we're going to do, uh, we're hopefully we'll have a cake. We should have a kid. We had other plans. What were our plans for that show? We were going to do... Uh, the guests, and then we were going to do a game. A game? Maybe we'll do... Like the quiz. More trivia. Or th- that's what it was. Trivia game. But we yep. had other things, but I can't remember what they were. <laughs> You'll have to listen back to our I guess. previous episodes, Chris. Um, we'll come up with some fun stuff. We'll do a, uh, It'll probably be a good, long, fun weekend. It'll probably be on a weekend, hopefully. Yeah, I think it would be best. Yeah. On a Friday or Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, um, so that's coming. But then again, I'm all, I'm off all next week still. Really? Well. Yeah, I don't go back the to work until January 10th. Um, they do. I just happen oh. to take. Well, I'm good Thursday then. I, I I happen to take like all of my extra leave I had uh, at the end of the year. Nice. So, well, I can not work Friday morning, so Thursday is fine with me then. Yeah, we'll if see. I'm in town, I Amy and I might go out of town with the boys next week at some point. I don't know if that's actually going to happen or not though. Okay. Well, now you know my plans. Everyone knows my plans. Now you can rob his house. So yep. hopefully it'll be next week. Um, we'll see, I guess mm-hmm. it'll be next week. Um, and in fact, if you're off, I mean, I can do it really any night then. So can I, I don't really care. All right. So that's all we got for snuff announcements. Nice. <laughs> Um, C2E2 has came and went. Oh man, was it a time? It was a bit of a roller coaster this year. It it was different. Uh, that's for sure. It was, well, first of all, unfortunately, Jerry had to deal with a sick child, so he missed. And, and he's still sickly. He's got strep as of today. Yeah. Got strep throat, took him to the doctor. He's had asthma. He's got a ton of asthma issues and it's not bad. It just like pops up out of nowhere and then you got to get him give him like nine different steroids and call it a day and it's usually like three days and he's done um that's what happened to us and it fell on a day where christmas shopping was happening at the same time and there was no way that that was not going to happen um so 
Chris and Dude ended up going on Saturday. Yeah, so me and together. all three of us went Friday. Yeah, Friday we went, all three of us, and it was a wonderful day. Yeah, and this is a, um, the fr- we had to leave a little early because we had the Christmas concert. Grab me one of those too, would you? Yep. Those yangs. Are we going to call them that? Yangs. Um, we had to leave a little early for the Christmas concert, but that's fine. So Friday, I was a little, I, we had a great day, but it was pretty dead. Yeah, there was not many people around on Friday, and it surprised me. I thought later in the day it would get a little... Well, little... but we left by 2.30. No, it was three. after 3. Around then, anyway. Because, why did we leave later oh, than what we wanted to, We Chris? saw our old friend, Eric Macias, Macias. at Iman Macias, or something like that. We'll post it. Um, who's been doing our caricatures for years now. So if you've been following us... He does had, our logo on Facebook. Do you see it on there? Yes, our Facebook logo is done by uh, Iman Macias, Eric Macias, and uh, we also did a coloring contest last year um, with our caricature. Yeah. Um, and that is what we got done this year. We got a new caricature done. Yeah, make that a... Snarf announcement. <laughs> Snarf Talk Coloring Contest 2022 is officially going to start at episode 150. We'll release the details on episode 150 of what you got to do. You'll have probably, I don't know, you'll have several months to complete it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Um, But our new caricature. I would like to, but wouldn't you like to have it before, um, um, what am I thinking of? Uh, Snarf. Snarf Madness? Yeah. Snarf Madness. Yeah, that's fine. We'll we'll run it until, I don't know, we'll, we'll figure it out, but. Um, Snarf Madness usually co- corresponds with March Madness. Uh, if you're familiar with the whole, you know, madness of March, yeah, thing. That's right. Yeah. Um. So we had him do our caricature this year. He did it in color and black and white this year, which I was super excited about. It, uh, incredible because the I mean, color version he did was great. And we're gonna show it. We'll we'll de- debut it at the 150th episode. Yes. Um. And then we'll release the details for the contest. So you will get a black and white one to color yourself, but we will show you his colored one. I'm telling you right now, this is my favorite. This is the best one he's ever done. Last year, obviously, we had a first year we had a uh, Titanic theme. We did it, which is amazing. It's fun. We did a coloring contest last year was the first year we did the coloring contest. And that was a Ghostbusters theme, which turns out to be really timely. Yeah, it was perfect. And uh, this year also timely because we did a Mandalorian theme and book of Boba. Just came yeah, out and yesterday. Dude is in it with us. And dude's in it with us. We've got three people in the caricature as Mandalorians. Yeah. And so it, it, it's awesome. Can't wait to show it to everybody. Uh, next it is episode. so good. Uh, but we, yeah, we spent a good chunk of the time with him. I can't say enough how wonderful he is with us. Like every time we've sat down. Just how wonderful he is to work with in general. I know. Just to work with like. I feel like we kind of ask a lot. Like we, yes. we sit down and we ask a lot of him and we've, we have asked a lot of him in the past and he has not had a problem with it and just like rolled with us and was like, yeah, man, we're, we'll do it. I'll give you what you want. And he delivers every single time. Yeah. And it's wonderful. So that was a lot of fun, but in general, it was a little dead on Friday, but we can talk about, um, we still had a fun time. The yeah. show itself Initially, I think we were all kind of wow. We're like, oh, this is way smaller. But really, I don't, I don't think it was that much smaller. I think it was smaller towards the front end. Yeah. Like they pushed everything towards the back. I actually felt like fine. the backside was way more full than I've ever seen it. Yeah. It's, and Artist Alley, I think, was the biggest I've ever seen. It was. 
I, I agree with you. I think Artist Alley was huge. That is one of our favorite places. Chris uh, hit that up really hard on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, interviewed some people, uh, talked to a lot of people that I didn't know you were going to talk to, but that I mean, it worked I didn't out I amazing. Yeah. Uh, we haven't released any of that just because it's been crazy. Um, so I have some interviews and stuff to release on our YouTube page. Um, but anyway, on Friday, we basically walked the floor most of the day Friday. We went through Artist Alley. Um, there was a lot of great... I, I, I recommend... I mean, C2E2, anybody can have a really good time there. I do. I, I think anybody can. You can go there and find what you like. Even if you just like shop, shopping, there's lots of that. Yeah, there's a ton of shopping. There's, um, there's so many options that you can do there. There's different areas of the venue that will provide different um, things. So if you like artists, you can find them. If you like novels, you can find that. If you like comic books, you can find that. If you like T-shirts, like material things like anything you can find it handcrafted items handcrafted books leather bound books you can find that um elf ears yeah you want those you'll find them there costumes swords you guaranteed you'll find a sword yeah i mean how many swords did you see a lot of swords a lot of swords (laughs) a lot of swords celebrities you'll see that yeah there's celebrities there not as good they're they're celebrity and that whole deal they have isn't as good to me as wizard world I agree, Where which has changed. More, yeah, now it's out. Fan Expo. Which I've already looked into. I was looking into press passes for that. Nice. It seems way more involved. Really? Um, yeah, there's a whole application process that I'll need to start now. Yeah, well, I can help you with it. That's fine. Yeah, it is a bigger process, but I think we can do it, and we should get into that because it's coming up. Yeah, we got some. So we walked the floor. Um, we took a lot of pictures just for like B-roll footage, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, we just saw a lot of cool vendors uh, shop for some comic books. We didn't. We kind of uh, cruised through Artist Alley pretty quick on Friday. Yeah. Just because we were running short on time. But we did get the caricature drawn, and we didn't go to any panels this year because, honestly, their panels kind of sucked. They didn't. They, they were not good. You didn't go to any on Saturday? No. It just wasn't worth it. It uh. wasn't worth the time. Click up our volume a little bit on the output. I don't know why it seems to keep dragging down. That seems better, right? Yeah, that's good. Yep, we're good. Okay. Um, but so so explain to me what you did on um, Saturday. Yeah, so we went back on Saturday, me and dude, and I mean, just right out of the gate, it was a whole different energy. Um, the vibe was just completely different. Uh, Craig asked if Billy, we saw Billy Zane. No, Billy Zane was not there. We actually didn't really see any um, celebrities of those type. We saw artists and writers, but yeah. um, I tried to get a book signed by Timothy Zahn. I brought Heir to the Empire, but the line was too long. We Was it too long? Oh, well, that's too bad. We had went back at the end of the day. We had to leave at a certain amount of time because we got back for that party. Yeah. Um, so we did have to leave by like 5, and he was signing from like 4.30 to 5.30 or something like that. Uh, this is kind of the bummer is both days we had to leave early and really in the at, late afternoon and early evening is when stuff starts to really pick that, up. It does. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that won't be the case next year, but, um, so we were going to get there about a half an hour early and get in line. I wanted to get this book signed. Well, I had stopped by earlier and I talked to Kyle Higgins, who's a, a, a comic book writer that me and Jerry 
both like, um, but we've been to some panels of him. He's just a really good down to earth guy. He's from Chicago. Yeah, and the way he talks about writing, he's wrote Nightwing, awesome. yeah, Winter Soldier, yeah. Power Rangers, a lot of great stuff. Um, Billy Zane attached again, but Jerry totally fucking swept. I didn't see that. <laughs> I totally uh, swept, swept the, the leg. leg. Got it attacked. Gotcha. Yep. Um, the uh, John Cena was there, but we didn't he see was. That. So anyway, we talked. Yeah. Talked to Kyle Higgins, and he said, okay, come back. I got a panel. Come back at 4.30, and we'll do an interview. And I said, oh, great. So we came back at 4.30, basically skipped out on getting early in the Timothy's online, and then he kind of never showed. Ugh. So I left him a sticker, I'm sh- and I understand. He's at a panel. It might have yeah. went long. He might have been Could've. sidetracked. He might have just got tired. I don't know. Or he, he forgot. I mean, whatever. He ghosted you. Yeah. He did. So, so I left him a sticker. I said, oh, we'll catch you next time. Chris and Jerry and put it on his desk or his booth on his table. Um, that but, was a good idea though. Yeah. That's a good idea to put a sticker with the names on it. That I like that. Yeah. So it was a lot more crowded the second day we went back, we did a little more shopping. Um, we spent a lot of time, uh, not a lot of time, but a good chunk of time looking at comics because, uh, Jerry on Friday was like, Oh man, I got to figure out what comics I need. So when we come back tomorrow, well then when you couldn't come back, you knew what comics you needed. So we, me and dude kind of, Hung out and looked at it. Yeah, I, think I felt dude, bad. I felt like dude was a little, uh, little more uncomfortable in certain aspects, and maybe just because he's not as outgoing as sure as me or you is comfortable being. Yeah, he's definitely outgoing, but maybe he's just not as comfortable with putting himself on the line. It is. It's strange. It is a strange feeling when you have to like confront somebody and tell them like you're going to pay them a certain amount of money or about a book. Or, hey, do you, would you like to do an interview right. and have some weird person stand in front of us and videotape this? Yeah. You know, like. You have to basically have no shame. Yeah. You, it is what it is, though. Like, that's the time we live in. Yeah. There are so many other people than us doing the same thing. Right. And making great content. And that's what we would like to do is make great content of things that we find enjoyable. Um, but. I was very appreciative that you went and found the comic books that I was looking for um, because I didn't know if they would be there. Um, and it was a, a lot less than I thought I needed, but um, it was the main four comic books that I needed in uh, my run of Swamp Thing. I love Swamp Thing. Uh, Bernie Wrightson did the first 20 issues of Swamp Thing, and he, he was the artist that did the covers. And so I have five through 20 and I told Chris, I was like, I need one through four. I was like, I don't know if you see one through four, like I'd love to have them, but I don't know what they're going for. And, um, they ended up being a way higher quality than I ever thought that they would be and got them for a really good price. Um, and I have them actually. Yeah. So he got one for himself, which is number seven. And this is the first one that Batman appeared on. And this is, a, I have this one. Chris has this one. It's an amazing cover. Yeah, I just bought it to have a second copy because I just. Uh, which way do I need The copy to right I have there? isn't great, so I just thought, uh, I'm just going to grab another one. It's an amazing cover. Uh, Batman swooping in, Swamp Thing on a building. Uh, it's number seven from the 80s. Really wonderful. Yep. But then we get into the meat and potatoes of things here. And one through four is what I needed. I'm going to try to find four first. Um, this is number four right here. 
can see it. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a little like evil guy in the background over there. Yeah, right there. See, I him? like that cover. I like that cover a lot too. Gothic feel. I and to be honest, I don't know. I've never read this book. No, no I've never read I, any. I of feel that. bad saying that. I've, I've never only read from Alan Moore up. I haven't read down. Yeah, never read the book. Uh, I should. I should probably read that. But I just love these covers. Like I, they're never going to be made again. These are something that I want to collect for a long time. Uh, number three, right here. Um, he's carrying a woman. Don't know what's going on there. Yeah, looks wonderful. Number two. This is a good one with a lot of like um, dead people hanging on him. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. It's the second startling issue. It is the second startling issue, <laughs> but the biggest one here. Number one. Swamp Thing number one. Yeah. The um, first Swamp Thing comic. Not his first appearance, but that's the first Swamp Thing comic. Number this one. This is the first Swamp Thing comic. Pretty, I have it in my possession. Pretty valuable book. It is in great condition. And, yeah, very valuable book. I'm super pumped that you got it for me. Only and I go can't, up in value. Yeah, I can't tell you thank you enough. Yeah, no problem. It was uh, They had several. Um I did a lot of negotiating. Um, I I made one guy extremely angry. Yeah. <laughs> he did not like me. He made it very known that I was not welcome in his booth any longer. Really? Yeah, he was an asshole. You... And you had talked to him on Friday. Oh, did I? He must which, have recognized the sweatshirt. And he said, uh, oh, I talked to you yesterday. And I go, nah, I think you talked to my buddy yesterday. It was at that booth that had the original art. It was like Anthony's. Yes. Yeah. It was there. Yes. Did you talk to that guy? I Obviously. Did. I did. Was he a jerk to you? Um, not at the time. I was just asking him if he had any Swamp Thing art. Yeah. Well, and he, he, and he directed he me to. didn't have the book. What he had was, and it's a copy that I have. It's the first John Constantine Hellraiser. Yeah. So I had gone back and forth with him. I need to get that too. We were digging through. We were looking through. I think it's 37. It is. We were digging through some other books, trying to find a number one or whatever. And he didn't have it. He was nice for that whole thing. And he goes, you know, I got a 37 uh, first Hellraiser or Hellraiser, uh, Hellblazer. What is Hellblazer, it? yeah. And uh, I go, yeah, I have that book. I don't really need another one. But, you know, maybe Jerry would like it. So I'm like, okay. And he's like, well, I, I just got it in a collection. I haven't even looked at it. It's not doesn't have price or anything like that. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you want for it? Like, what, what do you think it's worth? And he didn't know. He's like, I, I don't know. So we both started like looking on eBay, and I know what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, I bought, I mean, I bought he, my copy for. He owns it, sells comics, and he doesn't know what he should price it at. I mean, I don't know, but I bought my copy for under eighty dollars. Okay, um, it's probably worth more. It's now. probably worth more now. Yeah, you hundred know, bucks. I got it, and I said, and I looked at it, and it was going for four hundred bucks on eBay. And I said, you know, I it's worth four hundred bucks. I said it's probably worth four hundred bucks. I go, I go, I, I mean. I, you're not going to, I'm not going to pay that much. Entertain right? that. Yeah. yeah. I go, I mean, I would take it for 50 bucks if you just didn't want to deal with it. But other than that, and he just looks at me, he's like, well, it's worth 400. And I go, well, I mean, I just told you it's worth 400. A. <laughs> right. And I said, I understand you're not going to be interested. I said it in a very nice way. I'm yeah. Like, like I'm not, it's 400. I, I'm like, it's 400 bucks. I'm like, I'm not going to spend that. I already got a copy. I'm like, I would take it for 50, but I mean, I understand that's way under the market. That's what I said to him. Yeah. And he got all offended. Very I'm pissed off, and I, I'm like, I, "What do you care? Yeah, why are you so mad at me? Like, what? I, what? 
I'm the one who told you what it was like priced at. Right. I just told you what it's worth. I said I'd give you 50 if you just didn't want to. That doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, he was. I, I didn't he have. He doesn't an issue. know what grade it is. I'm like at a high grade, it's worth 400. But if it's a low grade, it's worth 50 bucks. Right, exactly. And he's not grading it, so right. it doesn't matter. Uh, I didn't have that issue with him the day before. I had asked him if he had any original uh, um, Swamp Thing like art. I was asking him about books. Um, I did ask him about a number one. And he told me he didn't have it, but he was showing me some original art that I was looking at. Which I saw was about amazing. five, maybe at the show, and I uh, didn't buy any of it at, on that day, obviously. But I should if I could get some original art. Yeah, just and it's drawn. out there. It just it's some it's of it's so too cool. expensive. Yeah, it really is. Like I know I mean, some of I you guys probably don't know, it, but, but some of it's some of the times it's just not worth it. It's not a, a lot of times it's you're not. talking to thousands of dollars, or I mean. Even to get a, just a regular page for a couple hundred bucks, maybe that. Yeah, I could see that. Or or a, an original cover. If you could find an original cover, yeah. like just drawn and for a couple hundred bucks, I would do that. I just wouldn't do it at a show. I think you can buy stuff on eBay a lot right. easier. I agree. Um, but it's so available in front of you. It like is. When it, that's the temptation you when you go deal. to a show. I mean, the, everybody negotiates. When you go to a show and you see the people face-to-face and you see the art, right in front of you that they're they're you know like handing out in front of you you know, rifle through boxes there's just like a draw there that is different than looking yeah. on ebay and it's their you catalina know? wine mixer man they gotta it make, is they're gonna make that's, their nut you're exactly right that's the they best way to explain copters to make their nut yeah yeah they gotta sell 10 pages i gotta, I gotta sell 10 pages 10 books um well we are suckers every time because yeah. we always buy something. What did you buy anything? Uh, just that number seven. No, just else. the number seven, huh? You didn't get anything else. Oh yeah, I got a. Um, we found this really cool guy that did like a. It was kind of a splatter paint artist. Um, yeah, and there were prints, but I bought. Um, I bought one that was a TARDIS. That's gonna. That's for the. Yeah, that's for in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I bought one for my mom for Christmas, and these these are these were pretty big prints, matted. How did she like that? She loved it. Um, it was a Lord of the Rings. That's so great. And so it was like a silhouette of all the different characters just like walking across the landscape, but it was a multicolored, like, I want to say like watercolor splatter paint kind it of is. thing. It is. It's like watercolor. I saw the the three prints and I said, hey, Chris. Get that. You need to get that. <laughs> uh, so I got that. And then I got Marley one. That's uh, uh, the Cinderella's castle with the Disney characters in front of it. Yeah. For Christmas. She loved that. Uh, and then, dude, we went back on Saturday, and he got a um, a couple as well. He got. Uh, I thought he got some on a Friday, though. You know what he did? He yeah, got, when we were there, when you. Oh, he got one that's same time and Leia, and it says, "I love you, I know." Yep. And then, which is awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. And then he got one for Grace. I can't remember what he got though. Maybe something Harry Potter. I can't remember. I don't remember. And then he went back and got a yo. Oh no, that was a different booth. He got this really cool like watercolor Yoda painting oh he did um of him lifting the x-wing on dagobah out yes. of the swamp and he was gonna like write like um the quote underneath of it and frame it yeah so that was cool we bought i bought some posters i bought a really i met a really cool artist um and he had a really neat i'll bring it next week i should have brought it yeah it's like a uh a close-up of daredevil but it's like kind of abstract with a lot of negative space 
Oh, man. So it's like the helmet and stuff, but his face is like negative space. Yeah. It's like it, reliefed. It, yeah. Like, it was like, well, it was like on a white piece of paper. So I don't know. It was, it's really cool. I know what you mean. It's, it was black and white. And um, it, it's just awesome. So I'm going to hang that up because we've got a lot of Star Wars stuff and a lot of Doctor Who stuff. But Daredevil is big Daredevil is so good. Um, so that was cool. We got a poster for uh, Erica because she has it for part right. of her um, bundle of snarf. Yeah, of course. Um, of Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and uh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, and uh, met a lot of cool artists. I met this, uh, did an interview with uh, this one guy who wrote a series of children's books. I'll get his name. I'll bring it on here. A uh, series of children's books that talk about, like, emotions. So really? there's, like, an anger book, like a sadness book, like a, a whole range, like every emotion. And they're very simple, really good art, good quality books with, like, simple messages for kids about, like, being able to understand and control their emotions. Sure. So I had a really good talk with this guy. That and we inter- I interviewed him and then I talked with him for a while about how I thought what he was doing was really cool and important. I remember a dude was pretty he got very very flustered by that. Yeah. And he's I'm like, sh- "All right, we uh, we got to go." And I'm like, I'm like in the middle of talking to this dude, just like <laughs> chill. Um well, so- I mean, standing on the outside of that conversation might be a little bit strange, but you could also be involved you know be involved with the conversation as well it was fine but then i um i did an interview with another dude i can't remember but i interviewed charles soul yeah who's like a very very famous uh one of the biggest comic book writers right now yes he's Uh, done so many things great i did like a 15 minute interview with him that's unbelievable i got it i'm gonna post it to our youtube uh we talked about and i hope that he seems like he was wonderful he was wonderful i I tried to send it to you, but I couldn't, uh, wouldn't send the file. It was too big. Oh. I would have hoped that my interview of him was not like just the normal stuff because I brought those books first off and I'm like, let's talk about Swamp Thing. Yeah. Because he took over for Scott Snyder right after the New 52. Correct. I bet nobody asked him about his run on Swamp Thing. Guaranteed. Uh, so That's we, a genius move. Yeah. So we talked a lot about Swamp Thing and about how interesting of a character that is to write for because an artist or a writer can really put their mark on it. Yeah. They're like a blank canvas character, right? It's, Not a lot of baggage comes with it. It's a yeah. showpiece for you to look like a conduit. Yep. And that's what's great about that character. And then it's opposite when you come to daredevil uh, type stories that he's done. Well, like where it's so that, super deep story. Yes. And where our art comes into play. Sure. But the story of daredevil is where it, really we talked a lot about daredevil um we talked about how it is what it's like to tackle a character that literally every run of that character in that book is like the best in the business right on that character you know you got mark wade yeah um you got um uh frank miller Mm -hmm. why am i blanking on that big one from the 90s uh oh my god yeah, I can't think of it either. You had Kevin Smith didn't didn't Ed Brubaker do? Yeah, um, see, Ed Brubaker did some, and then, um, oh my gosh, the most recent one that Brian I, Michael Bendis. Sorry. Oh yeah, Brian Michael Bendis. Jeez. I mean, so it's literally they never give that book to just like a hey, let's test this guy out in that book. It's always the best of the best in the industry at the time is writing Daredevil. Yes. Period. Yep. 
Um, and even Batman, they'll bring other people in on or less experienced people. They do. They don't do that with Daredevil. Uh, probably because Batman has like twelve books going. Which at a time. he's done Batman too, hasn't he? I don't know. I thought I he did that. a. I thought he did but a Batman. Run. He basically has been in charge with the whole Marvel, uh, Star Wars, comic book, everything. Like he's done all of the a lot of the Star Wars books. Oh so yeah, we talked about that a little. He bit. He was brought on first. Like the, he was one of the first people that was brought on to restart Star Wars for Marvel, and he's written Marvel, Star Wars books, novels. Right. As well, he's a novel. But when Marvel well. restarted their comic book run of Star Wars, he was one of the first writers that they brought on. Yeah, to say like, and then he yeah, did start this. Darth Vader. He did Darth Vader. He did uh, a Han Solo book. Yeah, and he did a regular Star Wars book. Yeah, and I can't remember what the new one he's doing now is, but he did a he lot of great stuff. So many things, and he's written novels. So we talked a little bit about Timothy Zahn being there and some of his influences and on did, Star did, Wars. Did he talk about being influenced by Timothy Zahn or being in contact with him or anything? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I specifically mentioned several writers. Uh, Timothy Zahn was one. Claudia Gray was one. Um, yeah. And a couple more that we talked about. And I said, these are the, these are big deal Star Wars authors right now. And, and he's like, it, it is weird, you know, because now I'm like contemporaries and friends with these people. Right. So that changes everything. It's like when you are a fan of these people or more likely when I got the job and you're going back and you're reading all these people and you become a fan of those people, it's one thing. And then when you meet them and you become a coworker of theirs, yeah, um, that's a whole different thing. Like he's working with Scott Snyder right now on some things. Oh, my God. Him, him and Scott Snyder have worked together and collaborated on many different things. So for me to sit there and be like, what's it like to take over a book after Scott Snyder, the great Scott Snyder? You know, but he's at that level. He is at that level, and I didn't say that. I yeah, yeah, say, I would yeah. never say that. But you um, don't want to downplay. That's it. what you're kind of thinking. You know what I mean? Yes. And Scott Snyder's probably younger than I don't know. I mean, they're both young. It authors, doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It, it, age wise, it doesn't matter. It matters on what you've done. And um, at this point, they've done immense things. I mean, they're they're both on the same level. But yeah, it is hard to frame a question to a writer that is writing at that level. I think there's no doubt that um, whether he is considered now or will be in 10 years, um, Charles Soule is going to go down in history. One of the uh, best comic book writers of, of at our least time. The, the, the several decades span, you know? Yeah. Of the time that we've been around uh, comic books, he's going to be, I think Swamp Thing was his first book. I think he told me that. Was it really? Yeah. He's, he's relatively new to, he was a lawyer before he was a, com- a writer. That's no why he, part of the reason why he got Daredevil, he told me about it all in the interview. We talked about it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so he's like, awesome. I'm the only lawyer who's ever written Daredevil. He's like, so I had a completely unique perspective to give. Yeah. On Matt Murdock, yeah. the lawyer. <laughs> That's incredible. I did not know that. So that was great. Um, that's really good content. Like I said, there was a couple other little interviews we did here and there, and we shot a lot of footage. But we had a, a, a ball. The, the energy on Saturday, and I, I don't mean to say this to like... No, I think it's wonderful. No, I the think it's The energy was exactly what we were looking for on Friday that yeah. we kept commenting. And like, I've, I've been there. I've done it with you. Like, yeah, it right. feels good. It, I wasn't mad or, you know, about any of that. I thought it was wonderful that you and Dude could experience that, especially Dude. Because on Friday, yeah, it was a little... It was just different. 
on Friday it was. was just slower. And we were rushed. Slower pace. We were looking at the clock all the time. Yes, it was so rushed. And he said, like, oh, I had such a great time. I was like, but yeah, but it gets it gets better. I didn't think us. he was going to come back with me on Saturday. I, I didn't know surprised. if he would either. No, he was all about it, but I didn't I didn't know. When it's your first time ever going and experiencing something though, even though our expectations were low or our expectations were high, but it didn't meet them, for him he had no expectations and it met them and exceeded what he thought it was going to be. Right. So therefore the next day was like, "Well, yeah, why wouldn't I go on a weekend?" Sure, like you and uh, dude can go by themselves and see what's going on. And Saturday, Saturdays and Sundays are way better. Saturday in, in particular is like the best day to go. I think what we really need to do is I think me and you need some more firsts as it's coming to these shows. We've gone to so many of them now. Um, so we need some firsts. We need some firsts like maybe we're going to stay in a hotel and yeah. go to the nighttime stuff. Or a maybe we're going to have a booth. Or maybe we're going to broadcast from the show. Or maybe we need a new correct mountain to climb. As and far as these shows, go. I applied for all of those things. Yeah. Um, that's the thing, like applying. We need to apply as an exhibitor, but we have to have something to apply for. Well, we have to buy a booth. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, and that's not cheap, isn't I'd it? I, I've never looked at the it. Wizard. It's not bad. It's 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 fifteen hundred bucks at C two E two to get a booth. Sheesh. Yeah. Sheesh. But at Wizard, it's it's like maybe 400 but you get four tickets or something or five tickets yeah that's worth it so i mean you're really not out a whole lot of money but you get tickets for c2e2 as well right oh yeah yeah which are pretty every day yeah i mean that that is a lot of money tickets are a lot of money and that's why this year when we went as press it was like a big deal you know that was a big deal to go as press um and it honestly changed the game for you when it came to talking to people to show a press badge. Yeah, for sure. And it would have been way more if you were there because, you know, I'm generally the more reserved one as far as like approaching people and doing interviews. Although I was fine getting into it at, by the end. Yeah. Um, you generally need tend to be a little more um, outgoing in that sense. In your face. Yeah. Not, not in a bad way, in a good way. Prowler. But, oh, I, there was a fun story. I, um, we kept walking by Brian Azzarello. Yes. Booth. And I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, 100 Bullets. Is and it? I saw him on Friday, and he was standing there. I was standing right next to him, saw him. Like, I wasn't even in the line. I was. I kind of cut at his line, and was just standing there listening to him talking to a guy. You weren't around. I, I think you were on the phone, actually. You were talking on the phone. Oh, yeah, I was talking to Joel. And um, I was standing there just listening to him talk to this guy and looked at all of his books and everything. And then I walked away. I was like, holy cow. Like, I just realized, like, it just hit me. Like, that was Brian Azzarello. Like, he's a big deal. Yeah, he's like, from Chicago. Too. He's a big deal. And um, I never got to talk to him or anything. But you had the experience of talking to him. Yeah, so I went up and talked to him. Saturday. We noticed uh, real quick, we're like, there's nobody at his booth. Well, we had to go run somewhere to talk to somebody. Or we had to catch something. Okay. So we had to go to the other side of the show. And I'm like, oh, man, I, but I really want to talk to Brian Azzarello. Like, he's right there. There's no line right now. Right. Okay. Well, we're like, you know, I'm like, you know what? It was something that dude wanted to do. I'm like, you know what? We've been, I've been dragging it. him around. Like, let's go over and do this. Yeah. So we went over there. 
we did that and i'm like okay let's go back and see if he's got a line now there was no line there was no line like the whole day for him and i'm unbelievable it, this blows my mind this yeah guy, that's he's a batman he's, he's done batman he, he did a, his own book 100 bullets the 100 probably, bullets run is it, unbelievable. it's a top 25 all-time comic yes. book um yes. and and he's done many 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 other things so i go up there i'm like hey um I just don't want you're a big fan. I'm here with Snarf Talk Podcast. I we're press. Um, I didn't know if you had a couple of minutes to do an interview. And he's like, he's like, who are you with? I'm like, Snarf Talk Podcast. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, okay. He's like, all right. And what do you want to do? And I'm like, uh, just a quick interview, two minutes, five minutes, whatever. Yeah, whatever you um, can give. Anything you want to promote or just to let the people on our networks like talk to him, whatever. Yeah. Ask a couple questions. Yeah, or... and he's like, uh, so like audio only. I go, no, no, it's it's it'd be video, audio and video. And he's like, oh, I'm like, but I, I said, I'm, and I said it really nice. I'm like, if you don't want to do this, let's not do it. Like I'm not, it's not a big deal. And he's yeah. like, I really just don't want to do it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. He was very nice about it. Yeah, he's just like I, I really just don't want to do it. But that's an awkward situation. Like sitting I, there, he would have done the audio. I think he just didn't want to be on video. Really? Yeah. And Which is I can understand that. Yeah, I can understand people not wanting to be videotaped while giving an interview. In a, and he doesn't know what we're doing. I mean, no. I, he didn't dispute like any of our credentials or anything. No, but still, like when you don't have any idea about a person or what they're doing or what it's for. I can understand the reserve. Absolutely. So I didn't. We didn't do it, and that was kind of a bummer. Um, and it then is. we were going to do the one with Kyle Higgins. I was really excited about that one. I yeah. Um, because I've actually like heard him talk before, so I had stuff reference points to talk about. I was really excited about that too when you told me like, "Hey, I've got this set up at four thirty or four fifty. Well, when I just know he's he's a real. First of all, he's from like Joliet Lockport. Yeah, he's not far. Um, He's just very similar to us. He's just like a normal dude. And I thought it was cool because he based Winter Soldier out of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, like, his books were amazing being based out of an area that we're from. I think, lives and works in Chicago, and he does panels on, like, the Chicago comic book community. Which is awesome. So maybe we will catch him. um, We'll get him. We'll snag him. You know, we talked about doing the the Lockport Comic-Con has a big Comic-Con. Yes, uh, it's a. We talk to those people. What is that? Um, is it a Comic Con or is it? Yeah, it's a Comic Con, and they do it out of the Lockport, like what it's a library? I think they shut the whole block down. Maybe. Yeah, they said they shut a whole street down and do, you know, like a regular Comic Con. They have vendors there. Um, you can dress up, do uh, cosplay, everything like that, right in Lockport. Joliet does the same thing. Joliet's is uh, Star Wars Day. It just got canceled though. What? Joliet's Star Wars Day. Why? Can- canceled. I don't know. I just saw a press release that from the J- Joliet Herald that they canceled huh. the Star Wars Day. So well, it's not until Mar- or May. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Well, anyway, um, we but, talked to the Lockport people, and they were like very interested in us being a part of it and broadcasting there. Yes. I asked stuff. them if we could do a, a live broadcast like of the show during um, their production, and they said yes. 100 percent we would be all about that um and i think it's wonderful to promote things in our area um that we like and this is what we like so if anybody's interested we'll give you the dates when we find them out 
um, on when we can be there or when it's happening. And um, hopefully you can show up because I want to do a show there. Yeah, and uh, Fan Expo Chicago, I guess, is um, in July. July, yeah. So that's a great time for us. So It is. That's wonderful. So that's it for C2E2. I mean, we had a great time. We met a lot of cool people. Um, I think dude was really into it. So I, I, I had a great time. I it, can't wait for the next one. I feel like this was kind of like a half measure since you can only be there part of the time. We didn't know what to expect, really. Right. We because still- of COVID, like a lot of things had changed because of COVID. And they, you know, we, we knew they were going to like make it a little bit smaller, but it ended up being apparently very good. Yeah. Like a very uh, no, good thing. No one says I suggest whenever you get a get for Snarf Talk, like Charles Soul. Yeah. Uh, you call it a Snarf Snag. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's definitely going to work uh, out. Yeah. Snarf Snag. What's bars? I don't know what he means by bars. I like the Snarf Snag. That's a really good idea. Yeah. And we're going to write that down. <laughs> um, all right. So you ready to move on from that? Yes, sir. Where are we at on time? Uh, hour and 12 minutes. Oh, so we don't have a ton of time. I'm going to do one of my spring stretchers. Oh boy. I'm so excited for this. I love these, um, spring stretcher. This one I I've is annoyed me for years, but I never thought of it until just the other day when I'm looking at something on Facebook marketplace, whenever people are selling a vehicle, Mm -hmm. a car, truck, whatever, whatever it might be. Sure. When they put their finger over the license plate. Oh my gosh. Why are you doing that? We already know you own the vehicle. What? Are you possibly going What are you going to lose? What are you saving? By What do you think is going to happen? You've been tracked your entire life now in the life that we live with social media and being on a social media site doing whatever you're posting on there. You've put your name. You've put most likely your phone number, even if you put the little X's or whatever in the phone number and have people contact you, doesn't matter. We will know who you are. And what, and what does it hurt by somebody getting your license plate number? You Nothing. drive around all day long with your license plate number on full display. Anybody could be taking pictures of your license plate all day long. I just don't even know why people would what do that. I going through people's minds when they do that. I don't get it. I don't know. Um, I really, if anybody, Listening to this podcast has done this, A, for shame. Right, but B, but B I want to know why. Why are you doing this? <laughs> so this is are, the you do. Do you have a warrant? Like, is there a warrant out for your arrest right now? Do you right think now? they're going to look up your license because, plate number and somehow, like, steal your private information? Or the vehicle? That you're posting for sale on a website? Yeah, I... I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. You're right. I've never thought about it. I've never thought about that. I've seen it so many times. And it hasn't stretched any of my springs until now that you brought it up. And it's so dumb. It it just drives me insane whenever I see people do it. No, there's no sense. I'm like, I'm not buying your vehicle. No. No interest in your vehicle, Mr. Finger over license plate dude. Because as soon as I start to haggle your price, you're going to put a finger over what? My my price or like my mouth (laughs) shut your mouth don't shush me yeah stop that put your finger away silenced sir put your finger away bud (laughs) stupid um 
So, yeah. No, that's definitely a spring stretch for you. You know what? I'm going to do the other one. Do the other one. We Bring it on. You got two? Um, I don't know when. And, I, again, I, I, we say this. I, I don't feel like we needed to do this disclaimer every time. But we're not a political show. We're very open-minded politically to all kinds of people, all kinds of stripes. Yep. Lots. Um, oh, that brings it back to the C2E2 thing. Gender-neutral bathrooms. That was interesting. Yeah. No men's or women's bathroom. Oh, no. They had them. They blocked off the there men's were, room. There was a men's and women's bathroom that they put tape over. The men's room, specifically. Yeah. Blocked them off. And then had one bathroom that was specifically gender neutral. And all men and that's and the women, only way. That's the, the only bathroom. Only bathroom you could go, and go into. All men and women went in the same bathroom. And I, I, I followed a woman and her daughter into the same bathroom and that was super uncomfortable i've never done that in my life um i know you have brought up before like you have a daughter you've brought her to the, to the bathroom like a men's bathroom before and yeah. you have to deal with that in life i i don't personally i only have boys i've got three boys i've never experienced anything like that um but amy has taken the boys to a women's bathroom it just i've never experienced anything like that and it and it was all. I don't stalls. worry about the children. The, the children no. are for whatever. I, I, it was I'm just more annoyed. It's more sad for the adult women that have to go share a bathroom with a bunch of men. Yeah, because of no reason, for no reason. Because you were forced, there was no choice. There was no option. I don't understand why you take away the choice of a men's this is, and women's, and then you could also, if you had a gender neutral bathroom along with a men's and women's open, wouldn't never yeah, have crossed my mind. It's the whole thing of like all of these so-called rights are really just taking away from women's rights. It is. It, anyway, it, it really is. Totally it? beside the point. But it does tie into my other spring stretcher. Um, when did the word folks, like you folks, mm-hmm. when did that become like a surefire sign that that person's a liberal if they're using the word folks? Um, I guess I didn't know it was. Um, that's like the new liberal speak. They oh, I didn't know. Refer this. to everybody as folks. Really? Yeah. Yes, that is. I I, I did not know this. I haven't paid attention enough. I guess. Um, Nolan said I was talking to Janelle about that. They have the amount of bathrooms on purpose. Did somebody have a monkey paw? Somebody have a monkey paw? Complete a wish. I I don't know why they would have done it. I don't know either. It makes no sense. No. But anyway, uh, folks, yeah, it's been like co-opted by the left, the word. Really? Yeah, to refer to like any community. But it's kind of a lot of times in like a kind of a passive-aggressive way. But not always. Not always in a passive-aggressive so way. So it's in a neutral way. Yeah, I think it's that's why. That, it's they're, it's they're meant trying to be, to be like a neutral term. Yeah, a neutral term for everyone. It's just annoying to me, that's all. I, I don't have any political stance on it. I don't care. No, it's just, just annoying that all of a sudden... People on the left are saying folks all the time. It just annoys me. Yeah, it's a spring stretcher. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it stretches your it. springs. <laughs> um, I haven't heard it as much, I guess, but yeah. And of course, normal people still use the word folks. Yeah. But it's just when normal people say it, it feels normal. It does feel normal because you're coming into a situation yes. that is a normal situation and they usually know them. Yeah. Like yeah. if you know the person, they come in and say, hey, folks, what's going on? Yeah. So. I think it started with Obama. He used the word folks a lot. Okay. Um, 
But if you'll notice, like people on the left, they will refer to white folks or black folks or oh, okay. queer folks. Like it's, they always are using the word folks. Okay, now I see it. I, I, I think it's a way to be trying like all of the. It's like all encompassing. No, I think it's all of these topics where we've made this weird decision to like start subdividing people into groups, mm-hmm. which is something that like we've progressively tried to not do for the last hundred years or fifty years. Yeah, uh, since the civil rights movement. Now the left wants to put people back in boxes. Yeah. So they um, by using the word folks, it it makes it seem less aggressive. So instead of saying black people. Yeah. That sounds aggressive, no, yeah. but if you say black folks, they're trying to make it like folksy. You know, yeah, like, oh, like, oh family-oriented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. That's weird. Dirk says, I use folks. They can't have it. Listen, I use folks. A lot of people use folks, especially people in rural areas. Yeah, everybody that's, says that's it. That's not what I mean. There's a specific way in which it's used that you will know it when you hear it. Yeah. Dirk, in your daily life, you probably don't come in contact with the type of people that are using the word folks in the way that I'm talking about. Right. And I'm okay with you using the word folks. <laughs> yeah. So disregard. But when you hear people, now you'll pay attention and it'll annoy you. Yeah. Sorry. It will now for me, a hundred percent. Cause I have not, uh, paid, not attention. paid attention. No, but I now really that have not. You've, this has been brought to attention, your attention, it will. Thank you for ruining the word folks. It will stretch your springs and ruin the word for you. <laughs> yeah, it will. So now, whenever I hear it, it's just great. It's like <sighs> chalk it's like, nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, it's sticking chalk in your ear. Yeah, just grinding it around. And like it's not. Um, and by the way, ball. it's not a political thing. It's a smug thing. It's the smugness that I can't. Stand. Yeah, stop being so. Just stop being so smug. I don't like your smugness. (laughs) (laughs) I like people to either be overly nice, like Mormon nice, or assholes. That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) Nolan said Porky Pig is a total ass. Dirk said that is... (laughs) What did he say? Nolan said Porky Pig is a total ass. I didn't see that. I yeah. don't have that. Oh, it just came up one minute ago. Oh. Anyway, that's all I got for spring stretchers. Those have been stretching my springs for a while now, Jerry. Okay, that's good. Um, we've got a lot of what we're, what we're watching, right? Uh, yeah, sure do. Um, we can't. I, I, I guess this first one uh, I've watched, um, you have not seen, so we can't get into a review of it. Mm. Uh, I do have some quick news on it, though, and that is Spider-Man No Way Home, the yes. movie that is reinventing movies. I know, and I haven't um, seen it, and I feel completely. I feel terrible. like COVID is over Ooh. now because of this movie. Because Spider-Man: No Way Home, yes, has made to date almost one point two billion dollars at the box office. Holy cow! One point one eight billion dollars. One point one eight billion. I don't know where that ranks in the all time numbers, um, but it's definitely got to be in the top five. That, yes, um, I would say and so. It, it's gotten there remarkably fast too. That's the other thing. It's only been out now fifteen days, right? Yeah, something along those lines. The yeah, what twenty second came out. Um, Dirk said, "I'm not Mormon nice. That's for sure." Well, that makes you something else, Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, it just came out. It's still rocking and rolling. It's going to be out for a while. Um, this is this is the bellwether, man. This is what we've been waiting for uh, the last two years of COVID when movies have like got completely decimated and everybody's worrying about, you know, are the movies ever going to be a thing again? Right. Is it ever going to happen again? Should we release all the movies on HBO at the same time? This would be a resounding no. No, 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 no. Uh, because that do not movie do that. came out in 15 days and made $1.18 billion. And yes, it, it's partially because it's Spider-Man. We understand. Right. We knew it was going to be a big deal. Yes. It's the wrap up to a trilogy of movies. We understand that. But this is, I feel like this is almost like a protest. Like this is like a, we're done. Right, we're we're, do- done. we're done releasing movies on streaming platforms for you to watch at home, like, and this also is- a, a people saying we're done. We're done with COVID. We're Absolutely, done. we're ready to go back. Like we're gonna go to the movies and watch a show like we wanted to do before. This is what I've wanted to do the entire time. This is what I love to do. Yeah. Me personally, I love going to the movies and watching a show. I love taking my boys to go watch movies. Like we have a great time. It is something. I absolutely love and don't take it away from me. Don't take it away from me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and this also, we're done now with the conversation of should we release, like you said, streaming and movies at the same time. Um, I don't see a studio wanting to do that after this. No. Why would you not for IP of that caliber? Anyway, I guarantee you they've seen the drop in money that, there's no is detrimental to their companies. Absolutely. For a big num- a big thing. Yeah. Now, other people have been saying the opposite. They've been saying, "Oh, this means uh, I'm sure only only small market stuff might have gained." Yeah, they said they said this is only going to reinforce Hollywood to only make superhero movies. And that might be true. Maybe. Um or they just made a really good movie. And that and that's what they did. They made a really good movie that everybody right. wanted to see. They didn't release it on streaming. They didn't put it on Disney Plus. They made you go to the movie theaters. Everybody's sick and tired of hearing about COVID because and you it's a went cold. to the movie theater because it's a cold, Jerry. So everybody's sick of hearing about yeah. it. We're done with it, yeah. and we're going to spend one point two billion dollars, and we're going to go see Spider Man. And fuck you. Yes, that's, that's what this is. Hundred percent. This is a protest. Hundred percent. This is a massive corporation preach, preach, making a son, massive IP movie, and it being representing representing the people as a protest. Well, and, uh, yeah, I love that. And we're just going to hand over our money to a massive, massive, massive company in protest. But still, yeah. Anyway, I, they did a great job with this movie. I want to tell you, you're going to see it tomorrow. We're going to talk about it next week. Um, you're going to love it. Anybody who goes sees goes and sees it is going to love it. It is a fun, fun movie. Um, oh, man, I'm so excited. It is it's so much fun. It's been like hurting me personally, like in my soul to not go see this movie. The theater, I'm telling you, was raucous. Really? Yelling. So that's laughing. why I saw you had a conversation with um, Nolan talking about like the theater erupting over this movie. Yeah. Yeah. They got some big moments that are pretty fun. Oh my god! It's a fun movie, man. It's a great movie. They did a great job. So, would you say? And I asked you this in a text message. Out of all of the Spider-Man movies, or maybe even superhero movies, is this one of your favorites of all time? Um, it's a hard question to answer. So, if you're talking just Spider-Man, um, it's definitely one of yeah up there on the Spider-Man. Month. Is it your favorite? 
Um, yeah, I think it is. I think it is my favorite. Um, I'd have to go back and watch some of the older ones to make that statement for sure. Okay. So don't hold me to it. Um, mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 is pretty good. Um, yeah. But it, it's a really good movie. It, and it's good on a lot of different fronts. There are some minor things that annoyed me about it. I, I, won't, I will admit that. But for the most part, yeah, it's it's really good. It's it's probably the best Spider-Man movie that there has been made. Part of that though is because it's a finale to a trilogy, right? So it's wrapping up a lot of things and it's bringing a lot right, of right, tying in. a lot of loose ends. In. Um, so that's great. I mean, on the Marvel list, I mean, does it overtake Infinity War or Endgame? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. Um, so don't get into that territory. We're not in that territory. We're okay. in a. It's a really good. Uh, like single title superhero yeah, Marvel movie. I'm not going to put Spider-Man in Infinity War or Endgame not, territory yeah, not, at all. Not super comparable. Although they they went for it but they, in moments like that. I felt like that that's what they were leading up to. It's like they were leading up to a moment like that. Yeah, they went for it in certain aspects. Um, there's a lot of heart to it and there's there's a lot of there's you'll shed a tear or two. Okay. But there's also a lot of fun and a lot of laughs and a lot of great action and uh, it's a fun time at the movies. That know. sounds wonderful. You know how kind of in Homecoming, right? It's a it's a real lighthearted, fun movie. Yes. But then they got that real grim part with uh, Michael Keaton and him in the car. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they did the good job of treading that line. Not necessarily um, with the dread of that scene, but with like the emotionality of it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that you? Yeah, it's on my computer. Why are you dinging at me? It's my computer. It's because my phone is connected to my computer. Um. Nolan said, I'd say this or Spider-Verse. Spider-Man 2 is probably number three. I forgot about Into the Spider-Verse. That is a real good movie. Well, that needs to end. How, how come that makes a ding noise I don't know. my it, headphones? It never has before. Um, so Jerry's going to see it tomorrow. We can't get too deep. We're not going to spoil it. We're not going to talk about it anymore uh, other than it is lighting the world on fire. This is the first movie in a long time in Yes, three years that has made this kind of money. So, um, I think it's a a statement piece. This movie, a statement piece. Yeah, it's a statement on where we are at in the world right now. Okay, I think it's this was in a very very important movie. This is like a turning of the tide. No kidding. Of COVID and of movies and of a rebuke of everything that people have been saying. This is where we're moving to. We're going to a whole new world. And this is like a standing in the way. This is John Dutton saying, I am the wall that progress smashes into. Did you see that scene? You no, don't watch Yellowstone. I don't watch Yellowstone. Uh, Yellowstone new season. There's a great scene where he, uh, spoilers, John Dutton is going to run for governor. And he gets, and his whole thing is like he doesn't want all the, people moving to Montana and building houses and resorts and liberals and all this and stuff. Yeah. And he, he, he gets to the press conference and he says, I make no mistake. And he's running as a Democrat. Make no mistake. I am not progress. I am the brick wall that progress smashes against. It's a great scene. Wow. Yeah. yeah that sounds great. <laughs> this is that movie. This is standing there and being like, no, we reject the new world order. <laughs> the way you're like, there's telling no, me this is there's no amazing. political this has nothing to do with the movie i'm talking about the no i know but it's, it's just it's it's the way you're like promoting it it's amazing like i'm so into this like i love the new aspect of movies from the way you're describing it i think that's i think that's what it is well i hope so 
I hope that is the way that most. Um, now, does that mean that movies going forward are only going to be giant set pieces for huge IP? Maybe, but listen, that's what we all want. This is what we want. Let's not act like that's not what I we agree. want. We do. Does, does anybody like wake up in the middle of the night and be like, I just really want a cool indie film that I've never heard of before? I used to when I was in college. Dirk can tell you. I used to be a real snob. Some people might be still. Some people a might people want the, the, the indie film. I just don't feel like that is what the general public just find, that is throwing money out to these movies is Find is a place wanting. for that to work then. You know what I mean? Find a place for that. It still works. It works better with streaming. It, it works with streaming. It still works with the theater. It, it, movies haven't changed. And then uh, Nolan said, Jerry, Tom Holland turns into a ladybug. Then Aunt May swats him with a newspaper. Feels terrible. That's oh, the, boy. The, the emotion that I'm talking about. Yeah, that's bad. It's a, that's a hard emotion. Listen, man, you're going to love this movie. I'm so excited. I might go to it with you. We'll see. Yeah, come with. Um, I plan on going relatively early. What else have we been watching, Jerry? We both. Oh, boy. Uh, a long time ago now, but we both finally, I caught up and saw Ghostbusters. So do you want to cover Ghostbusters Afterlife? Yeah, Absolutely. I for, kind of forgot about that. Um, let me get... Hang on. Hang on. What are you doing? No, yeah, I just running over there. Okay. Grab me one, too. Uh, Ghostbusters, yeah. So Jerry saw this, um, like, I think opening weekend, or re- really soon after it came out, I think. Um, unfortunately, I just didn't get a chance. It took me about a month to see it. I did finally go see it uh, in theaters in Morris, um, which I've been visiting Morris a lot. And it's still not great, but they have, I feel like they're doing a little better these days. I don't believe it. And it's like $4. It's four bucks. I don't care. I'm driving to Juliet. Yeah, I I agree. But so I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. I had heard great things. Um, I was really excited. I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. We all know this. Yeah. Um, I'll give you my initial reaction on this movie. We've talked about it, obviously, before this. Yeah. Um, I absolutely, I love this movie. I enjoyed it wholeheartedly. It's it's not, and we've talked about it, it's not anything like the first two Ghostbusters movies, really. No. Um, it is a Stranger Things kids adventure style Ghostbusters movie. And I actually appreciated that it was that. Yes. And it didn't try to be like the original. Because I don't think that you can ever recreate that special sauce. I agree with you. I don't think you can recreate that. And I'm glad they went the route they did. To be honest, I'm glad they looked at it as nostalgia. Um, but the weird part about it is that so many people in the movie forgot that ghost okay. existed. So when I say I love the movie and it was a fun time, I, I absolutely mean that. But I definitely had a lot of problems with the movie if you dig the below the surface. Yeah. Um, and that was one of them. Nobody seems to know anything about the Ghostbusters or what happened in the 80s. Like even the parents, uh, the mom in the movie, her her dad was a Ghostbuster, and she her didn't don't even know, know their that? grandfather's name. That doesn't make any sense. No, I mean, and I, be, I know he, like he was, exists, you but know what he, I mean? he was a, like a recluse, right? Like and he he left and right. and left his family and all this kind of stuff. But she would have had the knowledge of what they he just had done. Make it seem like nineteen eighty four is like nineteen forty five. Correct. 
I mean, it's not that long ago, folks. Yeah. These kids are like, oh, my God, 1984. I mean, I wasn't born in two, two, whatever, 2005, whatever they're born at. And you're like, yeah, there's not that much before. It was in the time of television and Internet, and you can look it up on YouTube, and everybody would. Right. Ghosts are real in this universe. Yeah, and they, they should have all known that. big thing. Right. Yeah. Everybody in the in the world would have known something about that, and everybody in the world would have told their kids about it. Yeah. So um, that, it, it is really strange. That to, is an odd point. There's other, and these are spoilers, guys. So maybe we're a little late for that. There are other things that definitely annoyed me, um, like the immediacy to which children understand how this equipment works um, and works safely. And then well, she's a genius. Childhood. Genius. There's no excuse. In, I think in Ghostbusters 2, they, they mentioned that the proton packs are 80 pounds. Okay. And they're always lugging these things around, like as grown men. Yeah, but they carried them. No problem. Yeah, but you're giving it Little to kids. a 10-year-old girl. Yeah. Um, so there is a lot of suspension of disbelief, but take that all aside. And there's a lot of packs, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Like He must have made a bunch more in his basement. Well, that's real. I think he did. That's reasonable. Yeah, that's that's the only explanation is that he made a bunch more packs um, in his like little hidden basement. Other than that, I loved and enjoyed the story. I really liked the stuff with the um, how that the energy was coming up, and he had the trap set to automatically shoot. Absolutely, the the whole I mean, that was really cool. The whole house trap thing is amazing and having them all come back like the very first scene of him ru- running through um the cornfield and you know everything's chasing him and gonna set up the trap and it doesn't work and then it does at the end like spoilers yes uh is amazing i think that's wonderful and i loved the ending scene of it all coming back oh yeah that, the last 20 minutes are great um i feel like the movie is a recreation of the first one in a different way. For sure. I mean, right? it's, uh, you say that, but I don't feel that way as much as you. In, in so much as, yes, the threat is the same, but they explain that. They explain why. There's a timeline. This happens every so often. and Yeah, you're right. Um, they explain all that, and that's what he was doing there. He was trying to stop it from happening again the way it happened the first time. Right, and it was already set up. So, he had it set up. You know, I, I think it was different enough in that sense. It, they they really nailed the feeling of adventure. But I want to say the best part about this movie was, like, the cinematography, the set pieces, oh, yeah, and amazing. the acting. I mean, the girl, the little girl. She's so good. She's so good. And Finn Wolfhard, whatever. He's good. Yeah, the, mom, the guy from I really like the mom. Paul Rudd, um, I was really surprised. He had a very minimal role. I didn't think he was particularly um, enthralling as a character. I mean, his role in general wasn't necessarily minimal. It, it it was just like the character didn't matter. He was the Rick Moranis of this movie, and um, he was. Yeah, he just didn't do it as good, and he wasn't particularly likable or funny. I mean, he was fine. He was just very neutral. Yeah, he like was, he, he was a, throughout the whole not thing. a big part of this movie. Yeah, you're right. Which was kind of a letdown because I thought he'd have a bigger. Like a bigger stance, you know, in the in the movie, but but overall, I I, I mean, if you can, leave I enjoyed behind it. some of the problems, like them driving around town, shooting a proton pack, and destroying half the town. I mean, all these ridiculous things, or being able to drive an RC car around like that. I mean, that makes right, sense. Uh, faster than a car. Uh, that, none of that makes sense. None of it makes sense. But it's fine. But it's yeah, 
it's Ghostbusters. It's a Ghostbusters movie. Like you have to. There's not a particularly even a lot of ghosts in it. No, you just need to suspend. That's belief. a little interesting. This was not a. It didn't look like an expensive movie. That's one thing I noticed. I think I looked it up no, and the budget was like eighty million, which for a, a franchise movie like that is nothing. It's pretty small. That's and smart because they're going to really make some money off of it. Yeah, I agree. They will make a ton. And they're definitely setting it up for a whole host of sequels. There better be. Well, if they I don't mean, do it, they have I mean, to. They set it up. I mean, in the well, ending I, scenes. Yeah, it's set up. Doesn't mean they're going to do it. I think it did I well. Hope. I think it did very well. I, I, I'm going to look up what it made. Um, it had to make over eighty million. I can guarantee you that for sure. I mean, I think it might have even opened at fifty-five or something like that. Hundred and seventy-five million, maybe. Um, hundred and seventy-seven, hundred seventy-eight worldwide. Okay, domestically, hundred twenty-one. That's very respectable. Yeah. Um, if it really did have an eighty million dollar budget, which I don't know, but even at a hundred million dollar budget, I mean, they're they're making. Um. Well, what, that doesn't sixty fifty. That doesn't million? figure. No, that because that doesn't figure in marketing or any of that. There wasn't a ton of marketing. No, but the, marketing nowadays is basically just YouTube at 177 trailers. million worldwide. It probably didn't make a huge profit, but they're selling merchandise, they're selling toys, they're selling licensing, yeah. they're selling posters. Kids are into it. Everybody's liking it. My kids saw it. I took uh, Sky and Cash. Yeah, and I t- took Grading. Um, they loved it. It was a little yeah, scary on the scary side. There's some jump scares in there, like that'll scare you. Yeah. Um, there's some freaky parts too yeah when she becomes the key master yes there there are some parts that are i think scarier than the original movies frankly that's what i tried to tell you in the text message i was like i don't know like it some parts were kind of scary yeah for the boys and like grant closed his eyes during a couple parts because he was uncomfortable really Uh, fun but overall overall yeah very fun very enjoyable um and i i I like it a lot not on the level of spider-man i'll tell you that but very good. I'm sure it's not. So that's that's two of what I got. You want me to keep going or are you going to yeah, go? Yeah, go, go again. Um, well, one we can't talk about because Jerry um, hasn't gotten as far as me, but that's fine. The Witcher came back. Yes, on, The Witcher uh, Season 2. Netflix. Um, and we have talked about it at length. Me and Jerry were such huge fans of the first season. Yeah. Um, I had been looking forward to this probably more than any other show. As have I. And I, I will give you my thoughts on season one. It just didn't. We can't talk about it too much. You you only got two episodes down, right? Yeah, season two. You mean? Yeah, season two. There's eight episodes. I, I watched all of them. You got two down. Um, wow, loved it better than season one. <sighs> I I can tell. I can tell by the pacing of the first two episodes that I've seen that. I mean, unless they made some drastic changes coming to the rest of the season this this one was going to do better like well, it, it was going to be better it was going to be more you, you know more story it just more linear yeah. so really moving forward there's no flashing right back and forth right really moving forward there is some but yeah i'm sure there's some they're really advancing the story and they're giving you a whole lot more of the universe of the witcher love that and they don't give you a lot of that in the first are they giving more of the witcher to do um as far as as far as like action set pieces yes and stuff? oh yeah 
for sure. The budget feels like it quadrupled. It had to have because the first season, I there was it was great, but parts of it felt a little like okay, they they cut the budget down on this piece or that piece. You know, yes. you see the dragon. Yep. No, 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 no. This is big budget stuff happening here. Okay. This is class A big time stuff. Uh, Henry Cavill it, it continues to be uh, doing the most remarkable work of his or maybe anyone's career here because he's so good at this role and he's so obsessed with it um, he's so obsessed with it even in his like personal life like he, he he loves this character he loves the the story the brand like everything about it he's dedicated his life to this character and season it's, it's amazing season one i fell in love with um as a show season two this is entering the the pantheon of me where I become obsessed with it, like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars yeah. or Doctor Who. Like I, oh, beca- I become obsessed. Now I want to read the books. Oh, uh, man. I'm, I'm going to replay the games. I'm watching the cartoon movie. I'm watching all the behind the scenes stuff. Like this right. is, I'm, I'm in the divorce your wife. Yeah. Going to like marry a man. <laughs> Why is, is marrying a man? Of, that it's a witcher. I love it, man. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> And it's just going to get better. And they're just setting it up for even... It, this isn't even going to... I think Henry Cavill's like already signed for like eight seasons. I, yeah. I, I think seven. he is. I think seven. He isn't signed, but he's like, we're good. He's like, I see a pathway forward for seven seasons minimum. Holy smokes. That would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, there are only eight episodes. It goes by so fast. Well, right. I've uh, I mean, I've only done two. I only have six left. That's not very many. Nolan says, all eight episodes of season two, so freaking good. More Witcher powers. I loved all the Witcher 3 spells. Way more magic. Yeah, the powers. That's that's what I want to see. I want to see more power. You get more Witchers. More Witchers. Yeah. Yeah. You get I, a whole universe in this season. I oh, man. Like. I need it. And this... This is the not, one thing I've been wanting to watch, but I, I haven't been able to because of children i don't know how so many children around yeah you can't watch it around no you can't Uh, i don't know how many people get far this deep in the episodes that aren't like fans of this kind of stuff but if you are listening and you're not a fan of this fantasy type genre stuff i know a lot of people that really like the witcher that aren't into that at all yeah like it's really good no it's just a great show yeah i don't care about sci-fi or whatnot it's just a great show all right where are we at on time uh hour 45 Okay, because I got two more. Um, I've got one. Okay, go ahead. Sing two. Oh, sing two. Went to that on Christmas Day. Uh, we didn't have much going on. Um, like I said, my sister and her family were at my house, and you just chose that over Spider Man. They did. I, the, the women did. Yeah, for the kids, chose that because my kids love Spider Man. Jet sat through the whole movie. He's like, <sighs> really. Jed is a, yeah, yes. Gr- Graham doesn't pay attention to those type of movies very well. He will that one. Maybe. Maybe he'll go. I didn't plan on taking him tomorrow. Oh, I would. I would take him, yeah, for sure. He's got strep throat, so. Oh, he can stay home. Then. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Sing um, two. So Sing 2, we did, we did go to that with the family. I took a Snapchat of my sister because she fell asleep in the beginning of the movie, um, which was hilarious. But. Honestly, I liked it way better than the first movie. And I love, I love the first. Sing. I love Sing, um, Mr. Seedentop. You you listen to the podcast. You also enjoy Sing. Your girls have enjoyed Sing. I think Sing Two is better. I think it's better, and it was so fun. 
Uh, the music is amazing. The songs are amazing. Like uh, the vocals, uh, the story, just so good. Every part of it is so good. It's like it's Buster Moon, the koala guy. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Like chasing a big like Broadway style musical, right? Like he's doing the thing in the small town uh, music house that he has, like theater that he has. They've been doing that very successfully. A big budget um, like uh, critic comes to the show and he thinks like this is the big break. She comes. It's not the big break. She leaves, basically tells him like, stop. Like, you're doing great for a small town. You can't make it in the big leagues. And then he just basically ignores her and takes a trip to, it's like L.A., basically. Like, taking a trip to L.A., and he, like, cons his way into an audition. And it's after that, like, he has to do the job. And he lied throughout the audition and has to try to fix it from there on out. And it's just fun. Like everything is really fun. It's a little more intense than the first thing, which is weird yeah, to you say. Can tell from the trailers, yeah. it is a little more intense. Super fun. I love anything that has music and singing. This one does big time, and um, it's, it's a good family family show. Yeah, I think we'll probably see it um, pretty quickly. So you maybe should tomorrow even. Um, I think we have time for one more. Now there's two more shows. I mean, Book of Boba Fett started. Book of Boba started uh, last night. I thought there was like a bunch of I, for some reason, was thinking Disney like dropped all of the episodes. I went to watch it last night relatively late, and there was only the one. And watch, like watch the one thirty five minute or it was pretty short. Yeah, it was like yeah thirty five. I think. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to get into that because the other one was going to take more time. But since I agree. Brought it up, we should. It. We will talk about Book of Boba Fett a lot more. I will just say I loved the first. Yes. episode it's amazing um it gives you the backstory that you always wanted you just you get so much information yeah about what has happened after he was kicked into a sarlacc pit yeah and it sets the tone it sets what i think is going to be the tone for the show yeah which i'm is different than the mandalorian it's similar in its composition but i think the tone is going to be a lot different looks and the I, same feels the same tone is different tone different uh in a good way yeah and also a more classic way, classic Star Wars way. I completely agree. Um, I'm a little. I was a little off put by the fact that in the flashback scenes they wouldn't recast though Boba Fett. They they're playing him with. He's pretty he's, old. Yeah, he is pretty old. And you're he's right. Not, like in shape, right? You you know you would you don't look at him and be like that's supposed to be a young. Oh, Boba you're Fett. Right, you're right. I never thought about that, but you're right. Like he should have been a lot younger. Yeah. Um, which is fine, but there was just one pet peeve. Like he's kind of rotund. I mean, you they know, he's not, they could have they could have cut his face out and put it on a, a different body. I think they should have done that easily. Just get some like a little more. Jokes, I mean, they make you know? they did it with Mark Hamill at the end of Mandalorian. Yeah, that was like in one thing not moving. Like he acted. I understand, but I'm saying like when he's laying in the sand or crawling out of the pit or like all of those things like laying around, you yeah. could have done that. Well, I loved seeing the background story, and it was really fun to watch. Um, but I also loved the stuff. I wish we would have got a little more in the present uh, because I like the direction they're going with it, and I think they're going to be able to tell some really interesting stories. I agree. Um, 
Last one. Last one. Uh, we will talk about Book of Boba Fett so much more as it goes it's along. the first episode. We've got a lot more we to We just go, are so. covering like three weeks worth of missed stuff. So one big one was Wheel of Time. We've been watching. Uh, Nolan just mentioned it. Um, the Wheel. We've been going back and forth talking with him time. a lot. Of, um, I, he's more critical of this show because he's a huge fan of the books. I very much enjoyed the show. I have been recommending it to everybody I see. I'm telling you right now. This is one of the best shows I've seen since The Witcher started. I love it. I really enjoy it, too. I mean, I, I'm able to recognize some of the problems, but I'm I don't sure. care. No, I'm, it's fine. I'm just letting the story play out in front just of me. Like I, I have no, I had no critique going into this. I know nothing about it. And I, I actually thought I, it got I, better as it went along. Absolutely. I thought the first couple were a little rocky, but... No, I... I Yes, yes. The first couple, it was like, okay, like, how are you setting up the story? What's going on? Like, they set it up first as like... Um, like I said, at the beginning, it felt a little like a YA thing. It did. But they bring it more mature. But it was also it like, on. I don't know, it was like keeping um, the... What's the Elsa die lady? Uh, Milena? No, it's not Milena. It's, it starts with an M. Moraine. Moraine. It was like keeping her at an arm's distance like moraine's like this figure that nobody can talk to and can't do anything with and then all of a sudden the very next episode she's like please come with me like they played the character different between two different episodes like the very first episode she felt different than she did in the second episode and then from the second episode on it carried it carried the rest of the story where she was the same person but between the first two it it felt very weird to me um but like you said, every episode got better and better and better. And I love where the story is going. I, I'm going to follow this forever. Now, they're throwing a lot at you. So much. A lot of different stories. So lines, much story. A lot of content. Uh, and they're, I think they're maybe trying to see what sticks. Because even when they went to um, the Moraine's protectors, I can't remember his name, his yeah. like home thing, they bring in like this whole other storyline. You're like... Wait Whoa. a minute, we got a lot of storylines yeah. going on here. Um, let's let it breathe a little bit. Yeah, I agree. But there is a lot to, to take in. I didn't find it that hard to do, though. No. The way they all. present not at all. the story and the way they present all of the information to you is in such a gradual way. The that like, like, yes, a gradual progression. You're able to go with it. Yeah, and it is beautiful yeah it's a very nice looking show amazon spent money on this i would say uh Dylan says as a book fan the eye of the world is not anything like the books there are certain things that won't make sense later but i freaking love the introduction of the a uh, i don't know how to say that in particular the um ale a-i-l a-i-e-l trying to find it i don't see the um, comment and no one you have to forgive me i don't really know who are those people was that the flashback of the guy's mom oh the eye in the, the snow the eye said i the pregnant warrior okay yes yeah the pregnant warrior that get well the dragon reborn's mom oh yeah 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 those are the people they don't spend a lot of time there though so you don't really know what they don't but it's the end of the season right so i don't know how much more of that we're going to get because that was kind of a flashback well i think they'll give you more and they got to give you more in season two. Yeah. 
you know, I obviously there is some. I had some problems because there's some acting stuff here and there. There's some story stuff here and there. There's some um, things like that. But overall, I mean, it's not to me. It's not on the level of The Witcher, or even close. But I, I very much enjoyed it. It's not on the level the level of production and and uh, acting of The Witcher. I but I do love this story. I think the story has drawn me in so much. I agree. And I think it would for Amy. I told Amy, like, you need to watch this. She hasn't yet. But I told her, I was like, we need to go through this and watch this together because I really feel like she would love this because it is at a toned-down level of a of a YA-type show. At the beginning, but it gets pretty violent and gory. Yeah, it, gets, it does. It, it amps nudity, up throughout I the mean, show. There's a lot of stuff going it on. It amps up throughout the show, but I feel like at the level of, like, entry... Um, you could, I, I do. I feel like you could come in as there's full frontal nudity. I don't remember that. Yeah. There's a bathhouse scene. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Must not have been anything substantial. <laughs> well, I mean, there it is. There is. <laughs> oh, well, plenty of full. Frontal I don't know. Nudity. I just, um, I really, I really enjoyed this show. I thought it was really like from front to back. It was completely enjoyable. There wasn't a lot for me to say that was bad. Besides, my least favorite part, unfortunately, is the like the kid, like the leads, like all of them. They're my least favorite part. Like I want everything else. I agree with you. You know what I mean? Those like the four kids, the five of them. Yeah, is there five? Yeah, there's five of them. Um, I don't feel like Moraine or any of the sisters are bad. Or the people that like the, no, no, the no. protectors. I'm not even talking about uh, the protectors are quality. really good. I'm saying they're the least interesting part of the story to me. Like, As of right now, yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they don't they don't offer much in the way of story between any of those people. Little story and a lot of whininess, but a lot of whining. I'm enjoying the um, the entry way into the universe, and I, I'm excited about it. I agree. I think they had a lot of setting up to do. So much set up. Um, that, that's what this season is. Yeah. So season the whole two, season. when they jump out of the gate, I think it's going to be a lot more dynamic. And honestly, that's the way I feel about The Witcher. I mean, The Witcher was so much set up in the so beginning. Much, yeah. In order for and season they, two to even happen. And season two really takes that setup and says, okay, everybody understands what we're doing here, you know? And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here okay, we go. Let's get fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's like. So. Okay. And... I honestly, I think that's what they're going to do with season two of um, the Wheel of Time. But I do believe that people should take the time to watch it because I it, it's a wonderful show. I agree. Uh, Star Trek is back too. I want to check that out. I haven't I haven't started that. Yeah, that's all we got for this week. Yeah. I think uh, next week episode one fifty. Hopefully next week um, we got a bunch of stuff planned for that. Uh, cakes and pies, cakes, cakes pies, and pies, trivia, guests, all kinds of fun ha- things happening there. Um, new season, new year, new outlook, new life. Absolutely. And we're going to be releasing some of our C two E two content on YouTube. So check, watch for that. Um, yeah, check out our yeah. YouTube. We're glad to be back. Absolutely. New year, new snarf. For Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya.